Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I have been talking with you a little bit about gardening and getting started with gardening. And today I want to share with you some of my favorite things to grow in my garden. This can give you some ideas if you're unsure of what it is you want to grow, or maybe you just don't even know where to get started. I just want to share some of my favorite things to grow and also share with you some of the reasons that I love growing these things. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. So my number one thing And this is not necessarily in order of the things that I, like my most favorite. This is just what came to mind, basically. So all of these things I love to grow. And honestly, there are more things, but I tried to keep the list relatively short, um, at least as short as I could. It could be shorter, but that's okay, because I do like to grow a lot of things. But the first thing I would say would be herbs. And the reason why I like herbs are because I use them both for medicinal and also, so if I'm going to make like a tincture, or if I'm going to make some kind of soap, I can infuse oils with the herbs that I grew in my backyard, and then I can make a soap out of it, or I can make like a body butter out of it. There are just a lot of different ways that I can use these medicinal herbs. There are certain ones that I really prefer. Um, Like I have yarrow in my backyard. I like to grow calendula, chamomile, all of those kinds of things. There are a few others. Mullen is another one I really like. And Then I also like to grow just your cooking herbs like oregano, thyme, I have lemon thyme as well, parsley, cilantro, although where I'm at, it gets pretty hot or it's, it's currently already getting warm. And so cilantro tends to bolt. And so I tend to have to grow that early spring or into the fall because it gets too warm for cilantro. But I just like, there's an assortment. I have so many different herbs that I love to grow. Those are just a few examples of some of my favorites. But I love to grow them because it just gives like a nice touch to your food. Fresh herbs taste amazing. I also like to dehydrate them and then save them for later. I can use them in both cooking and in different recipes as far as like beauty products and soaps and stuff like that that I make. I just find that I get a lot of use out of them and they don't take up a lot of space either. So this would be something that would be very easy to grow in like a green stock planter or something like that. I have some stacking planters that I like to grow my herbs in. And the thing about herbs is that they're really expensive at the store. So if you can grow your own, that's a great way to save some money on your grocery bill as well. Another thing that I like about herbs is the fact that a lot of them are perennials, which means they're going to come back year after year. So I can plant them once and then they just continue to grow like my yarrow. It has just gotten bigger and bigger with each year. The same, I have comfrey and it has just expanded every year. It's just grown and gotten bigger. I spent money on, I bought both, I bought starts for both of those. So I spent the money on the starts for those one time and then they've just continued to come back every single year. 
It's not requiring extra work of me. They just come back. The same way with a lot of mints and things like that. Another favorite of mine, which is not a perennial, is basil. I love different varieties of basil. There's so many different ways you can use that. And it's something that I enjoy. So that would be my first one would be herbs. The second one for me would be melons. And I've actually gotten a few new varieties this year. There's one from Baker Creek. It's called Lemon Drop Melon. This will be my first time growing it. But it's supposed to be a smaller melon, which actually will work out really well because it can almost be like a personal size melon. And so I think that will be really fun for my kids. The It's yellow, which will also be fun for my kids. And my goal is to actually grow it up an arched trellis, which for one thing I think will be very aesthetically pleasing, but also it will help me to maximize my space because I'm growing up and I am growing in my backyard. So I don't have just law, I don't have a half acre that I'm growing on. So I really like to try to grow vertically whenever I can for multiple reasons. For one, it saves space, but secondly, also, I just love the way it looks. I think it's very beautiful. My husband and I are both big fans of growing things on arched trellises, and I am very excited to grow these melons this year. Now, there are some that if they get very big, it's possible you could kind of use like a hammock for ones that are kind of a medium size, but the ones that are really large melons, you're probably not going to be able to trellis up. So those do tend to take more space, but you can be wise with what you choose. Choose something that you do feel like you could trellis up. And then even if you have to use something to kind of hold it up to like a hammock in order to keep it from dropping off the vine, you could always do that. But I just think that they're a great summer treat. Like whenever I think of summer, I think of watermelon. I love watermelon. It's something I had every summer as a kid. I remember, you know, at my grandparents' house always having watermelon. And that's something that I want to give my kids that experience as well. I have several kids who really like watermelon. And the fact that I can find these smaller varieties that one, if they're kind of a smaller size, I don't feel like it's going to go to waste. And then secondly, I'm able to utilize that vertical space to grow them. So that would be number two for me. Number three for me would be peppers. And I love peppers because there are so many different options for peppers. They have so many like nuanced flavor profiles. They can be smoky. They can be hot. They can be sweet. There's just a lot of variety that can be really fun to grow. Actually, this year of the new things that I'm trying, what we're trying the most of are actually peppers. And I'm really excited to see how all of these turn out. My plan for a lot of these will be actually to dehydrate them and then to grind them into a powder. And the thing about that is, especially if you have a child who struggles with like the texture of peppers and eating them, then, and to be honest with you, I struggle with the texture of peppers and I don't mind the taste, but the texture kind of gets me sometimes. And so what I like to do or what my plan to do is to dry them out, dehydrate them in our dehydrator, then grind them up into powder and then I will just put them into dishes so it still has the taste without the texture that tends to give me a bit of issues. And I know I have children who will also struggle with that texture. And so to me, it's a great way of getting that delicious flavor into a dish without having to worry about any kind of sensory issues or food aversions or anything like that. But I just love how they also don't take up a ton of space. So I have actually grown peppers in like a stacked planter, very similar to a green stalk. And they, they did really well. As long as you're making sure that you are fertilizing them enough and feeding them, then they do great. 
And I'm just really, really excited this year to see all these different varieties that we have planted to see what they taste like and how they turn out and to, to see what some of our favorites are. I also love to, you know, do candied jalapenos and I love to do like a hot sauce, those types of things. They're also, they make great gifts. So it's just something that has also has a lot of uses that you can utilize into your home. Number four for me would be beans. There are so many types of beans that you can grow. You can grow pole beans. You can grow bush beans. I, again, love to grow both. The dragon tongue bean from Baker Creek is actually one of our favorite bush beans. And then I do also grow a pole bean because I grow it, again, up an arch trellis. This is just a way to utilize space for me. And it still gives me that harvest of green beans. There's just a lot of varieties to choose from. You could also grow beans that are made to be like a dry bean. And you could let those dry out and then harvest them that way as well. It's often something kids are going to be more likely to try and eat. So it's a great way to add some kind of vegetable into your meal rotation. And then I just love how simple they are to grow. It doesn't take a lot of effort. They germinate really quickly and then they start, they take off pretty fast. And so I really like that. I think a lot of them, you have a harvest within like 55 days, which is amazing because for me, that means I can actually typically get at least two rounds of them in during my grow, growing season, um, sometimes three, depending on when our, th- our frost hits. But it just gives me a lot of options of more food to put into my home in something that just doesn't require a lot of work. Number five for me would be berries. So my kids love berries. They love, it's one of the things that I have found if I grow them out in my garden, my children will try them. If I buy them from the grocery store, they will not try them. And so we have currently strawberries, we have blackberries, we have blueberries, and I did plant some raspberries this year, although we won't get a harvest from them this year, but that's okay. My kids get very excited about the berries. The thing I love about them is, again, I'm planting them once, they're going to keep coming back, and I'm not having to, it's not something I'm having to replant every single year. I love that option. I love that it's something that is going to be sustainable I love that, again, it's a sweet treat for my kids, but it's also a healthy option. I love the fact that my kids are interested in seeing the berries. They get to watch them turn. So like blueberries, they're watching them turn from green to blue. Or with strawberries, they're watching them turn from green to red. They really like that. They're learning the fact that when they're blue, they're ripe, or when they're red, they're ripe, and that's when we can pick them. I had a child the other day. We planted some strawberries, and we ended up basically getting a strawberry off of one and he tried a strawberry for the first time in probably years and he actually said he liked it and it was just because it was out in our our backyard and I just love that I love being able to give my kids something that opens up their willingness to try new foods and to find good nutritious options of things that they like to eat and so I will always have berries The other thing I love about berries is that you can use them for so many different things. You could very quickly freeze them to preserve them. You could also dehydrate them if you wanted to. You could water bath can them. So that makes it very easy. You're not having to worry about working with a pressure canner. I find that water bath canning is a lot easier, especially when you're getting started as compared to pressure canning. And you can make different things like jams and jellies. You can make like a syrup out of it. We've actually used blackberries to make a syrup out of it. And then I've used those to make gummies for the kids with beef gelatin. 
And so that has worked really well as a healthy option for them. And then also you could use it for things like pie fillings. There's just so many different ways that you can preserve berries that just don't require a lot of effort. And I just like the fact that, again, if you don't know what else to do with them, bag them up and throw them in the freezer and then do something with them later. Actually, when I made that blackberry syrup, it was from berries that I had picked like probably six months before I even made it. And I had just frozen because I was busy with other stuff. I couldn't get to them, but I didn't want them to go bad. Then I just bagged them up. And then later on when I had time, I pulled them out and then I made, I actually think I made like jam and then I also made some syrup out of it. And I just used that syrup in order to make some gummies and stuff like that for the kids. So I just love that there's so many different things you can do. I love that my kids love it and they're open and excited to try these things. And yeah, like I said, I will always have berries. Number six for me would be different types of squash. So these are again, things that you could easily freeze or you could pickle them. I like the fact that you get a lot of volume from them. I don't love fighting squash bugs. I will say that is the one thing I don't like about it. But I just find that there are so many different varieties. One new one that I'm trying this year is a honey nut squash. It's like a miniature one. I believe it's also from Baker Creek, but I could be wrong. Anyways, I'm very excited to try that. It's a smaller one. So my goal with it is to try to do it also on my arch trellises that I have. But I just love the fact that honestly, they have a lot of versatility. You could easily freeze them depending on what kind you're using. You could throw it in with some potatoes into like a stir fry if you're using summer squash, that type of thing. I love that whenever you're using winter squash, they store for a longer period of time. So you could just put them back and use them later on in the season whenever you no longer have that fresh summer squash. And so that's why I really like to grow both the winter and the summer squash. Also, I love to grow pumpkins because it's just fun for my kids. Last year, we grew the pumpkins. They had such fun waiting for them to turn orange and be ready. And then I went through the process of making a pumpkin puree out of them. And I just froze that. It's still sitting in my freezer for whenever we need it. We can just grab some out and use it. And then I just love, like this year, I'm going to grow some blue pumpkins. And that will just purely be most likely for decorations. But I know that my kids will find a lot of joy in seeing the cool colors from those pumpkins. And so I'm looking forward to that as well. The other great thing about squash is because a lot of times it does have such a mild taste. You can, like I said, puree it and then kind of put it into foods. You, you can even dump a little bit into like your pasta sauce or something like that. As long as you don't do too much, your kids really aren't going to notice. And I just love the fact that you have that versatility of adding some nutrition in in a way that isn't going to be overly noticeable to your children, especially if they do struggle with food aversions and different things like that. And then the last one for me would actually be cucumbers. I personally love cucumbers. I think there is absolutely nothing like a homegrown cucumber. It 100% does not taste the same as a store-bought cucumber. My kids like to eat them as well. They grow great. It's something, again, I can grow up a trellis which works well for my space. And I love that fact. And they're great for snacks. They're great for pickling. I just love growing them. I always get a good harvest out of it. I find them to be relatively easy to keep up with. It doesn't require a lot of maintenance, which works well for me if I'm busy and just trying to take care of everything else. They're just definitely on my list of favorites. 
I will point out the obvious most people would probably say tomatoes, and you might be shocked that tomatoes are not on my list. The reason why is because we actually don't really eat a lot of tomatoes. No one in my family absolutely loves tomatoes. I will say that I am growing some, like, basically cherry tomatoes, different varieties, but I'm growing some smaller tomatoes in order to let my kids try them. My husband and I really don't eat tomatoes. Neither one of us like them. But I do want to make them available to my children in case as my children grow and their tastes develop, in case they do like them, I want to offer them to them. But they're definitely not on my list of my favorites because we don't enjoy them. Now we do enjoy like pizza sauce and pasta sauce and salsa. But what I have found is for my limited space, it just doesn't make good sense for me to use that space to grow tomatoes whenever I could just buy a bunch from someone and then can up a bunch of salsa or a bunch of pasta sauce or whatever that may be. So that's why it's not on my list. It's not that we don't utilize it. And I do grow small amounts of it for my kids to have that opportunity to try them. But for me, it just didn't, it just didn't make logical sense to use the space that we had. Now, if we had a much bigger space and I could grow enough to can my own stuff, I would absolutely do that. But I think that's what you have to decide as you're trying to decide what you want to grow is looking at the space you have and then being very strategic about what it is you actually want to grow. So typically I'm going to pick something that if I want a really fun variety of it, I want to grow that myself because it's not as likely that I'm going to be able to go to the farmer's market and get that specific variety. Where if I'm just wanting to can some tomatoes, I can absolutely go and get a bunch of tomatoes like Roma tomatoes that I could easily can and make into pasta sauce. So I just want to encourage you in that. As you're deciding what you want to grow, look at your space and how much those things, how much space those things require, and then kind of prioritize it from there. And then get creative. Like I said, using things like a a raised bed, or like a green stock, or using things where you're growing vertically. I think that can help you to maximize your space as well. So anyways, I hope this was helpful. I hope that it gave you some fun ideas. And I would love to hear from you what it is you are growing in your garden this year. I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.